everyone. Welcome to Central American Voices Podcast. I'm your host, Alejandra Quiroz. Gracias por sintonizarnos una vez más. So today we are with Anthony Gavara. He's a 21 years old full-time college student majoring in Latin American studies with a minor in Latinx studies and a content creator from Northern Virginia. So again, Anthony, thank you so much for having you here. It's honestly a pleasure and honor. So welcome to Central American Voices. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on here. I've I've heard your podcast a lot, actually. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no especially like um preparing because like i've listened to your podcast before but like i listened to the one with danny recently because i just oh, okay. um met dan i met danny for the first time we went to a concert mm-hmm. together oh, that's so cool. that was nice yeah <laughs> oh that's nice that's nice thank you for you know kind of supporting on that thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> it's honestly like a whole full circle because i have followed him already like a lot of his platforms so i'm just like can I hear that from you? Kind of made me flush a little bit. <laughs> um, so I wanted to start a little bit. So how was your experience growing up a Central American? Um, I know you grew up in Virginia, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how was your like experience growing up there? So I had the like the privilege of growing around an area that was like extremely Central American. Like I can't even explain it. Like. The, I like to say, like, the funny thing about, like, I grew up in Springfield, Virginia, which is in Northern Virginia, um, mm-hmm. which is, like, in the DMV, not the Department of Motor Vehicles. <laughs> um, but I always say, like, oh, like, anywhere you turn, you'll find, like, a Honduran restaurant, a Salvadoran restaurant, you know? So it's, like, it's really nice. Um, I That's why I tend to go back a lot from my college town, because it's very much, there's no Central Americans. I mean, there are Central mm-hmm. Americans, of course, but it's not, like where you can turn and see one at every corner like it is like in my hometown um Mm -hmm. but that's how it is in like northern virginia um there's not only central americans though there's definitely like a lot of south americans like i would say Mm -hmm. like the predominant groups are like salvadoreños hondureños peruanos bolivianos a lot of colombians um and groups like that but yeah that's pretty cool you know i have heard a lot of about the DMV and I need to go visit because every time I have someone they're like I'm from the DMV and there's a lot of Central America I'm like how you know cool is that here in LA like we only have a small little community (laughs) but that's so cool yeah I lived like all over Northern Virginia like I've lived predominantly in like Springfield and Woodridge but I lived Mm -hmm. in like Alexandria Falls Church and like honestly like the first groups of like Caribbean or like Mexican Latinos that I've met like and like became friends with that wasn't online was at school and then there oh, and then really? I, I would talk to them and they were like yeah there were no Central Americans where I'm from which is like crazy to hear because I grew up somewhere where like the whole school was basically Central American wow <laughs> and then here yeah. the other side of the country is like I can count in my high school like 500 <laughs> and I was one of them so like other four <laughs> No, you yeah. know it's like very small central american mm-hmm. like it's not small because you know it's a lay but it's just that because mm-hmm. the pronoun is like mexican so like there's a lot of us that maybe they're not willing to of course come out and be like oh i'm central american just because of you know kind of like how the you know growing up here kind of how it is <laughs> no yeah and i've seen it firsthand because um i've seen people that are like from my town like and go to my school and they don't mention that they're Central American. Like, they, and I'm like, like, this would be, like, such a weird thing to do back home. I'm like, why are you doing it here? Like, this is where you should be, like, saying you're Central American. And mm-hmm. especially, like, 
especially like when you find a Central American in a town like Charlottesville, because like Charlottesville is very much like they they're of course they're liberal, more liberal, but uh-huh. very much still a white town. So anytime like that you find a Central American, it's always nice. Like I remember I went like my favorite restaurant is like a Mexican restaurant, but mm-hmm. the co-owner is like Hondureña. So most oh, okay. of the like a lot like a lot of the food on the menu is like Honduran food. Um and I remember one time like she heard me speaking Spanish with uh mm-hmm. I forgot who I was with. I was with a friend and she was like, Oh so Hondureño. And I was like, Yeah, how'd you know? And she was like, Because I'm Honduran. I was like, You're Honduran? I was like <laughs> But then when I saw the when I saw the pollo chuco on uh chuco on the menu, I was like, Oh, I was like, somebody here has to be Honduran. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yes and you know i always tell people you know like when i find it like in honduran or even any central american like i have found like a lot of nicaraguans it's like in los angeles it's always like mm-hmm. oh are you from central america and they're like yeah where are you from we're like ah! it's like instant kind of click yeah it's like instant best yeah. friend moment <laughs> it's like oh wait like, you cannot understand me we, we understand each other we okay and it's like it's kind of funny because no funny but funny at the same time because here in uh, LA, and you probably, I don't know if you have visited LA before, but because of the huge influence of like Mexican, sometimes, and I include myself, we have to kind of limit ourselves on certain words because some people might not understand it. Uh, we have had, you know, people who have made fun of us, you know, kind of like making fun of our words. Why are you saying both? Why is it chumpa? Like stuff like that. Like that happened to me throughout so many times. Um, so sometimes when we're talking to others, we limit ourselves. So once we talk with our Central America, it's like the instant, like kind of like click that we just switch. It's like, <laughs> Okay, we yeah. don't have to pretend. It's not worth pretending. It's just we kind of like I don't want to kind of say like, oh, mahe, you know, and then people are gonna tell them telling them they're stupid. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I definitely had that experience because um, when I talked to like my Mex, like my roommates, like uh, two of them were Mexican. When I talked to them, I had to pronounce every single S, and I hate pronouncing my S's. Ah. <laughs> like I had to be like oh like escuela instead of escuela or like nosotros and in, in like en vez de nosotros and I'm like that's mm-hmm. not how I talk so I would have to talk in a very like neutral way um and like obviously we're going to talk about like Rosel later yeah. but like even when I talk to my friends anytime I say like callate en vez de callate mm-hmm. they kind of like raise an eyebrow they're like what <laughs> so I definitely have to like change the way I talk around like different people yeah, and you know something funny that I didn't know I skipped my S's until someone um told me until hey, they you pointed don't talk it with out, right? Yeah, and I'm like yeah. I'm like me? I do... <laughs> <laughs> No, and I'm like I do pronounce my S, it just sounds different. I'm like it just sounds it, different. Yeah. Like it's there, it's there. But mm-hmm. yeah, or like it's... you know, you're like hey. I don't know. Like it's just like, I never like, no, noticed yeah, it. it. Instead of yes, sometimes I'm like hey. I'm like hey, and then they're like <laughs> but I I yes. have that experience, especially with like even like with like English words, where like mm-hmm. um because I don't know uh, I don't I don't remember how old you were when you came, but like were you in Esau? Uh, I was uh I was fourteen when I came. Yeah. Oh okay, so like yeah, I yeah, was, but I was um, in ESL. <laughs> yeah, so we call it Esau. It's like I don't know why there's an O. Um, but <laughs> where I'm from, we call it Esau. And, like, you can tell when someone has been in Esau because of the way they pronounce, like, specific words. And, like, you kind of are like, were you in Esau? We were like, yeah. Because, um, <laughs> like, for the word pizza, I get corrected on that every time I say it. And they're like, it's not P. 
pizza. It's pizza. And I'm like, that doesn't even sound like that doesn't sound right to me. Like it just. Okay. I know. Like, like pizza. Okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah. No, I. Oh, here, because I honestly, my experience with like ESL, which, you know, ESL for you was a horrible experience. Like is that I, uh, it's it a horrible, horrible experience. <laughs> It's no, a horrible, yeah, it like, I personally, like, I have shared, like, story here when I'm, like, that is the place where I experienced the most racism, and everyone there has talked Spanish, and I was like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> you know, no, like, yeah. what is going on inside this class? <laughs> no, during Esau, like, we would get, like, we wouldn't get, like, punished, punished for speaking Spanish, but we would be, like, so scolded for speaking Spanish, or, like, what? we would have, like, we would just be, like, you can't talk, like, have you ever watched the movie like um walkout like mm. it's like a movie it's no. like a movie about like the chicano movement and then like it was like that except we didn't get hit like they would like scream at us if we speak if we spoke um what? spanish yeah and the thing is like we were like children we were like six seven years old they would be like you're never gonna learn english if you don't if you don't stop speaking spanish and we were like oh okay so then okay. that's why like that's why a wow. lot of kids like they lose their like if they don't speak Spanish at home, they like lose their Spanish, which is like really sad. Yeah. But it it is really sad, and honestly, like mm-hmm. I feel like it's a lot of you know with ESL, I have, you know ESL, ESL. It's just something that I'm I this whole system needs to be like check on there because I yeah. never had an actual teacher. It all were substitutes. And I remember, so just imagine Alejandra, 14 years old, just arrived from Honduras, you know, like two weeks here, llega y le ponen un examen. <laughs> honey i don't know how to talk <laughs> i don't know how to talk i don't know how to speak i don't know how to read like what, what is going yeah. on <laughs> and then i got no. failed and they were like you know they put you on the i don't know the states like test and i'm like how do you want yeah. me to pass or like show you that i can you know understand it if i just honestly arrived like it's the whole thing <laughs> No, yeah, and I was grateful because um, my mom was learning English around the same time that I was, um, because okay. when my mom was like starting like work, I was like six, seven. My mom was starting work, so like she had to like learn English for work. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I wish I had a picture, but there's like this book. It was like with videos in it, and it's like a the skyline of New York City. It's and it's mm-hmm. like an English learning book, and you we would like oh, watch those videos together. Inglés en barreras. I think it's that one. Um, I think it's English. I don't know, but I, 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 I think it might be that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they show <laughs> in the TV and have, like, aprend English. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, we would watch that. Um, and they came with, like, a book and everything. Um, but, yeah, definitely, like, you, like, have those shared experiences. And that's why I, like, appreciate going around somewhere like that because there was, like, kids who, like, there was like all kinds of like a Central American kids. There was like kids who like didn't speak any Spanish, only spoke English. There was like recent arrivals. And then there was like people like me who were kind of like, didn't like speak the best English, um, but like were still like born here. Um, mm-hmm. So there was definitely like an array of like different uh, kinds of people. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I wanted to talk kind of like just transition to like your platform a little bit. Um, I know you, you have a platform like in TikTok and then on Instagram, but I kind of want to focus more on your TikTok. So how was your decision to starting like creating educational content about Central American and like Latin American? Like what was like, okay, hey, like, let me start like here in TikTok that a lot of people just like to dance. <laughs> let me, let me, yeah. let me teach a little bit. <laughs> 
Yeah, so when I first started, my platform was, like, all over the place. I mean, it still is all over the place. I pride myself on not having, like, a specific thing that I post about. <laughs> but it used to be just, like, like funny videos and, like, yeah, we talk about, like, la, like, Latino stuff. But, like, I felt that it was very much, like, for lack of better words, like, BuzzFeed Latino kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just, okay. I just didn't like that because I was seeing, like... um a lot of like non-Central Americans making videos on Central America where I would just be like, that's not right. I'm like, that's not true. Um, mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, it bit. wasn't like, <laughs> it, was, it wasn't like horrible stuff, but it was just mm-hmm. like, oh, like, I feel like someone in, like, Tierra Hondureña, like she would know, mm-hmm. she would know, she would know better, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I started making like videos about like Central America and it wasn't just like, it wasn't like planned videos like I do now. Like it was like, for example, like um, last year when I went to Honduras, I just like filmed all the stuff I was doing in Honduras. Like, mm-hmm. um, and then those videos, like people were like, oh, we want to know more about Honduras. So I was like, oh, okay. And then I definitely think that like me changing my major to Latin American studies and my minor to Latinx studies helped like transition me a lot because I used to be a business student. Like um, I got into the the mm-hmm. business uh, school at my school that's like really hard mm-hmm. to get into. I mostly did mm-hmm. it to prove it to others that I could, but then I like dropped out because I was like, I hate it. Like I hate it. Like I don't want to do business. Like, I mean, I want to do business, mm-hmm. but like, I feel like, you can go into business doing anything in your undergrad. Anything, so I definitely yes. started, yeah. And then um, I also wanted to get, like, I just saw so much, like, misinformation that I was just, like, like somebody has to, like, something. Because mm-hmm. it was, like, a lot of people, like, not acknowledging privileges that they had. Like, people, like, supporting the idea of, like, Latinidad, like, we're all Latino with, like, which, like, ignores so many groups and stuff like that. Um, yeah. a lot of people calling like Latino, like an Hispanic or race. It was just like so much that I was just like, somebody has to do this because all the people that like, I was like mutuals with on TikTok, like I love mm-hmm. them, but like, they don't make that kind of content. They kind of like make content that makes that is comfortable for people, for people. And I feel like that's definitely needed. Cause like, I feel like it shouldn't always be like, you know, sad information bad information like blah 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 like you need to correct yourself like of course people need to laugh but i feel like there should be a time where like people are uncomfortable that are kind of like based Mm -hmm. and make them question like where they stand within like the latino community yeah definitely i think one of your content like i mean i have tense like i i mean it's nice that you kind of share that because even here in that podcast like i can talk about any other project but i feel like within the latino community we have to question ourselves because no one is questioning us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when when mm-hmm. are we getting a check? Yo siempre digo acá, like, we have to check on ourselves. We have to kind of reevaluate, you know? We have to evaluate ourselves. Like, are we creating, in this case, content just to appeal certain areas? Or are we going to be here to, like, hey, here... Yes, we are Latinos, but we also need to see what we're doing bad and what we're doing, you know, good, you know, like, and also, like, especially here in the United States, we talk a lot of, you know, inclusivity and stuff like that. And like you said, like, a lot of people were like, oh, I can include los Latinos, you know, like, this specific group, but what about the rest? You know, like, yeah. what about the rest? And like, and I tend to, you know, like, well, like, we're going to talk about inclusivity. We should, like, start with, like, those conversations that make us uncomfortable because it's sad sometimes because it's so ingrained on us, right? Something great on, like, 
the way we grew up, the way we kind of like was in school, how we were taught and all the stuff. But then we need to realize that certain aspect and certain type of mentality, we should like, let me, like you said, like, like, is saying Hispanic Latino and then I think I I was just like recently going back on all your texts I was like hey, let me go like <laughs> go down a little bit and I was like it's true like I, I know you have a video about like talking about you know talk, uh, calling Hispanic and, and an ethnic I think it was an ethnic or it was a race like I think it was ethnicity, like, like saying it's not an ethnicity mm-hmm. right yeah yes yeah and I was like it's true because yo nunca me dije Latina or Hispana hasta que llegué aquí Never, yeah. never. Yeah. That was something that I never understood. That, of course, lo miraba allá en Honduras to, like, I don't know, premio lo nuestro, where they would put it, like, en Telemundo, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, like, oh, los premios, and <laughs> like, música latina. I was like, I don't know what the heck is that, but cool. You know, like, it's music in Spanish, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like, I come here, and then I have to check boxes and boxes and boxes of that. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And then they asked ask me down there, like, what is, like, what's your race? And I'm like, it's cute me like i don't see my country in this in this place you know like it was a term, it was a term that i was pretty new to me and it was nice to kind of like see a video like that because it's okay i was like i'm glad that someone brought it up because we're so up to here saying like oh latinos and this and that but like do you actually know what it means do you actually know the definition rather than just put it on yourself yeah um especially because like um just like the whole hispanic and latino like identity like it's so like i get why you don't know like why people just don't know better and that's because like we're always pushed to it like i didn't realize that like latin well i'm not gonna say i didn't realize like i knew latinos came in all different shapes but Mm -hmm. i thought it was enough i thought it wasn't well let me rephrase that i think it is enough for latinos to just say they're latino because i feel like other people shouldn't force us to like identify Mm -hmm. how they want us to identify but I also think it's important to acknowledge that like what you say has meaning and it's like como yo dije like si le dijera a mi abuela como yo soy hispano me va a decir obvio pasmado like (laughs) like you know like (laughs) like like or like Mm -hmm. if I said I was like if I said I was Latino, she was like, like, if I told my grandma, like, oh, yo soy Latino, she's like, ¿por qué dices Latino en vez de Hondureño? You know, like, mm-hmm. she, they would say stuff what like that. What is the difference? Um, you know, they will probably be like, yeah, what's the exactly. difference? And then, um, and like, with like, I feel like these are the kind of videos that like make people uncomfortable. Like when you get told like Hispanic is in a race and some people will reject it even if they have like full on proof. And I'm like, you see this picture of my grandmother that I'm showing you, who's like a native woman and a picture of Rosalia. Are you going to tell me these people are the same like race? And it's like, like, no, like, come yeah, on exactly. now. Um, and then um, the whole thing about like, I like to make content, of course, that, like, it's, like, fun, but the whole, like, appealing to, like, the Latino audience thing is something that, like, I'm very passionate about talking about because, like, um, we're not passionate, but, like, in the in the way of, like, I don't know if you know this, but, like, every September, TikTok, like, sends, like, PR to, like, Latino creators, right? Yes. I've mm-hmm. never, I've never received that. And I've never received it, yeah. And, like, it, like, I used to be upset about it, but then I realized, like, I don't receive that because I don't make the kind of content that they want me to make. The because dancing content. I've, and then I was like, cause I, yeah, or like the dancing content or just like, you know, like stereotypical Latino videos um, or just like videos that like don't challenge Latinidad and stuff like that. Because at first I was like, maybe I just don't have enough followers. Like I thought it was a problem with me. 
And I was like, maybe I just don't have enough followers. Cause I had, but I had 400,000 back then. And then I I saw people with like, I saw people, I saw people with 30,000 getting, getting Mm -hmm. followers. And I was like, Cause la cuenta que tengo ahorita no es mi cuenta original. Like that's not my original oh, okay. account. Uh, yeah, I used to oh, have really? an account that had six hundred thousand followers. Yeah, and that was like the account anything. that like I had. No, no, no. And wow. the thing is like, and the thing is like, I knew I knew that they were aware of my existence because como hay una forma que la gente tiene que like you know they need to fill it out like mm-hmm. other Latino creators and say like oh do you want this PR package and there's like if you have any other people that you want to suggest to get a PR package, let us know. I got put down by, so I'm not going to say their names because, you know, yeah. that's their that's their business. But I got put down by Latino TikTokers who had a million followers, 10 million followers, 500,000, and I never got anything. And I was like, it's okay. And then they keep, they do it every year. And I'm like, it's okay, guys. Like, I don't, it's like, I'm fine with not receiving anything. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm fine with not receiving anything because I don't make that kind of content. So that's definitely something that like I had to come to terms with that. I was like, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine making like not making the content that they want because like, I don't know, like Mm. that's just the kind of person I am. Like I rather, (laughs) because I tell people like, um, like I rather not get paid for, because a lot of these like TikTokers, they get paid for like this kind of content. Like I rather Mm -hmm. get, I'd rather make nothing than make like a thousand dollars talking about like toxicas and toxicos. And I'm like, come on. Like be for real, like, like you know. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I get you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I didn't know. So what happened with all that account that it got closed or just? Oh, but I said on it, so that account got taken down because I was, I was, I was wild on that account. <laughs> like, okay. I made crazy. I made, I made, I made crazy videos. Okay, okay, okay. That's why. I mean, you know, but it happens, like, but you know. <laughs> But, like, on that same point, the reason that I haven't been able to get to, like, 600K again is because I completely changed what kind of content I make. Because oh, I, really? I told myself, I was, like, like I want to make, I want to make, like, better content for, like, you know, my community and, like, still make them laugh, but, like, still kind of, like, educate people at the same time. So that's why, like, my follow, my growth is, like, a little bit more slower, but, like, I'm also, like, fine with that, you know? Yeah, because I feel like even with social media, I think that we have already put into like, you know, como estas cajas, you know, like these boxes about like, okay, what is the content for TikTok? What is the content for social media? But when we challenge that, I feel people are like, I don't want to be here. Like, I don't know, seeing like yeah. people like opening something, talking, I don't know, like you said, like, hablando de toxicas, like, you know, you want to want to find out what type of toxica you are or like you know th- things like that you know like yeah. you you can find that content on tiktok i'm sure <laughs> you know yeah but then no, like definitely. when when we see content like yours like personally i enjoy like you know once i saw you the first time i followed you and it's like okay i understand that that is my for you page right it's people that are talking about this and it's not what other people like might want but it's like do we really mm-hmm. like going to be kind of like shadow banning or punishing like you know people like you who are creating content not only for like our community but also to educate them in a sense or like bringing more information available because why do i have to go and search for that right like i understand like i have to make my research but then like creators like yours and like you and others like are bringing and making that you know amazing work bringing that educational tour why 
do they limit that part? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's mm-hmm. something that, of course, like social media is a little bit of the thing. It's being superficial, you know? <laughs> they want to be being superficial. Uh, they just want to kind of like, ooh, let, like, you know, touch like Latinos como de la putita, like arribita, you know, like just embarrarse poquito, yeah. like, oh, okay, you know? And like, like you said, like, but then it comes to September and they're like, oh, it's like, or like the Hispanic Latino month or whatever. And then the, all the colors change and then they're like putting all this nice, you know, like content creators and I don't, you know, I don't blame them, you know, they they all make their, their content and all that. But then what about like that occasional part? Like, yeah. should we be talking about like our community or we're just going to be superficial and for someone just to put us just to, you know, kind of gain money? I'm just saying, <laughs> you know. And for diversity points. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> kind of the same thing what they do with Prime Month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's not about like I, 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 you know, I laugh when I see those kind of like prime because I'm like, damn, prime month is about so like more than poner en las tiendas calcetines or no. This was like honestly like like I can say like I'm I'm gay before you know, but like this Mm -hmm. was the most annoying Pride Month ever because I felt like so many companies were like pushing it and I was like you guys literally donate to like people who are trying to take our rights away, but like, you're going to throw a rainbow shirt in my face thinking I'm going to forget about it. Like, be yes. like, serio, serio, please, like, please, <laughs> you know? Yes. Yes. And I, I don't know. I, I have seen that. Like, I'm, I don't know. It's just seem too performative. And I feel like people should yeah. start questioning that it's too performative. And I know only with Pride Month, like Damien con like Black History Month, also with like Hispanic Month, with Asian Month, like Pacific I like like it's always so performative. And I'm like, yeah. damn it. Like is someone not looking at this or it's just me like in my mind thinking it's so performative. Like people just getting it for yeah. the bank that they want to get <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I wanted to, you know, ask you, since you started creating, uh, you know, content, I didn't know you kind of like got the other, you know, account down, but with the new account and even with the other one, um, that focuses more on like Latinx, Latina um, community, what has been something that kind of surprised you on the platform? I have, I have a whole list of stuff right now. <laughs> like, I'm here I think... for it. I'm here. <laughs> Um, the first one is like how many people who are not Latino don't understand that concepts work differently around the world, as specifically in the U- in the United States versus like Latin America. Um, just like the whole thing, it's like like a lot of like for example, like the whole like race, ethnicity, and nationality thing. A lot of people like to tell Latinos like, oh, you guys don't know the difference between that. But when you ask them about it, they don't know the difference either. Like. For example, mm-hmm. like there was like a lot of videos like about like people who are like obviously not Latino getting asked like, oh, what race is your favorite to date? And people are like, oh, Hispanics, you know, Mexicans, Puerto Ricans. And I'm mm-hmm. like, but we don't know the difference, you know, and especially mm-hmm. like concepts like you like people like talk about like, oh, yeah, I know how race works in Latin America. You say the word mestizaje and they're like, what does that mean? You know, it's like, it's like, do you, so do you actually know? Like, do you actually know? Um, and the whole thing about like, like, por ejemplo, like, yo tengo una madre que es blanca, like salvadoreña, pero blanca. Mm-hmm. Y aquí en este, like, in this country, like, la gente no la mira como blanca. Like, they see her as like Latina. Pero mm-hmm. en El Salvador, like, she's undeniably like blanca. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, mm-hmm. you know. And the thing is like, yeah, she's Chile. She's Chile. And the thing is, like, mm. 
even like she calls herself like like she's like soy blanca you know but when i posted her on tiktok and i said like and i told tiktok like oh my mom is like white they were like your mom's not white your mom's indigenous and i was like are you guys crazy i was like are you guys crazy (laughs) and then so it's like it's like a lot it's so exhausting sometimes where it's just like how many of you don't realize like how do you know and i'm not gonna say like I think that as like a U.S. born Latino, of course, you're not Mm going to understand how it works in Latin America. But I also think that you shouldn't like speak over someone who does, because I'm not going to say I know the Mm -hmm. Latin American experience because I only lived there for like a little bit. But the thing is, Mm -hmm. like I study about it and like I specifically like I study Central America, like Brazil. So it's like, you know, don't don't tell Mm -hmm. my mom, like, how are you going to tell my like if if I told my mom, like, oh, they're calling you indigenous, they would be like, she would be like, what? Like she would be, she would just be so confused, mm-hmm. and it's just yeah. like it's just so it's just so crazy to me. Um, but that was like one of the biggest things. That's kind of why I started making the content I was because I was like, if people are like looking, because I also think it's important to consume content, educating people about other ethnic groups that are not your own. You know, like I yeah. follow black creators, um, I mm-hmm. follow like Jewish creators because I'm like who else better to get Jewish information than from Jewish people, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was like, I want to be that source for people. And like, I've been told by a lot of people like, oh, like I've learned a lot about like the Latino community from you, which like makes me feel good. Cause I'm like, thank God that you're like looking to a Latino for like this kind of information. Um, yeah. But that, that's like probably the biggest one. Another thing that's kind of like the same thing that I was talking about with my mom, people will argue about, people's identity like it's like it's their job like like it's their job like (laughs) it is like so weird like I remember um like cuando yo digo que soy blanco en tiktok the comments turn into a war zone like like there was this one video where like I was like oh yeah like you guys might not see me as white in the United States but like in Honduras like soy blanco you know and people, mm-hmm. it got 10,000 comments of just people arguing back and forth. He's white. No, he's not. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you guys need a job. Like, you guys need to get a job. Like, <laughs> I was like, come on now. Like, get a hobby. Read a book. Like, something. Like, why are you spending hours and hours doing this? And then um, I remember there was, like, the one time where I posted my, because, like, so for context, my, mm-hmm. like, mi familia hondureña, like, they're, like, native. Like, they're, like, brown, mm-hmm. native. And then my Salvadoran side, they're like, you know, Mestizo and Blanco. So one time I posted mm-hmm. one of my cousins from my Honduran side, and people were like, why is your cousin Asian fishing? And I was like, Asian fishing? And then they were like, yeah, look at her eyes. And I was like... <laughs> oh, Lord, Jesus Christ. Oh, my <laughs> and <was> God. Like, <laughs> and, then I, and then I had to explain that, like, that natives can have eyes that kind of look typically like what you would associate mm-hmm. with East Asians. And mm-hmm. they, were like, they were like, oh, your cousin looks Filipino. And I was like, okay. I was like, okay. I was like, I was like, okay. Um, yeah. So just like that. Um, um, another thing is like people who like I'm not gonna say I'm like cuando yo digo esto no estoy hablando de latinoamericanos estoy hablando de los como like, los latinos que nacieron aquí. Mm-hmm. They have such a I don't know how to say it in English or Spanish like su- superiority complex that they okay, speak Spanish that they speak Spanish over people who don't speak Spanish. The ones that are born here. And mm-hmm. I'm like, and I'm like, I want you guys to know that no matter if you speak Spanish or not, if you're born here to Latin Americans, you're a gringo. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, you're still mm-hmm. a gringo regardless. Like, like, it doesn't matter if you speak Spanish or not. 
and then people don't realize like like for example me like my first language is spanish right and i mm -hmm. never truly lost my spanish because me familia no habla inglés like they do not speak english like if you are talking mm -hmm. english they're gonna assume that you're like talking bad about them so like you just you just speak spanish in the house you know and the mm -hmm. same thing with my other like my salvadoreño side when also when i'm talking about my family i'm usually talking about my hundred side but we can talk about okay. that after <laughs> but yeah so like i don't know it's like the whole thing of like the whole like the whole no sabo like joke turned into like an uh. innocent joke into like a whole like you guys are not like Latino enough because you're a no sabo yeah. kid. Mm -hmm. It's just like you guys turn such an innocent joke into like literally like oppression Olympics where it's like it'll be like a freaking like white Latino telling like a brown Latino who doesn't speak Spanish like, oh, you're not Latino. Whole time that that kid's parents speak freaking like Nahuatl and don't speak any Spanish at all. So it's just like, yeah. what are you talking about? You know, like, like, so that yeah. that definitely like bothers me. I see all the time. Um also, something kind of on that same note, it surprised me how many people hate the term Latinx. Like, so yes. many people, so many people hate that word. And it's so crazy to me. Because the thing is, like, like, yo entiendo, like, I get it. Like, I get mm -hmm. no one to use it. Yo ni lo uso. Like, I don't use that mm -hmm. word. But then when you ask someone why they don't like it, and they're like, oh, because it doesn't make sense in Spanish. And I'm like, okay, so do you want to use Latine? They're like, no, mm -hmm. I don't like that either. And I'm like, so your problem isn't that it that it doesn't work in Spanish. You just don't want to, like, you just don't want to change, yeah. like, like the language. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. like, I'm not, uh, like, the majority of people who want to be called Latine, like, no te están preguntando decir como preguntes, like, preguntes, mm -hmm. computadores, you know, like, they're not asking you to do all that, you know? They're just asking yeah. you to just say, like, Latine, like, simple as that, you know? Or, mm -hmm. like, some something yeah. so simple. And it's just, like, me, personally, like, when I talk about the Latino community, I say Latino community. But if someone says, like, mm -hmm. oh, like, I want to be called Latinx, I'm going to use that. It doesn't impact me in any sh way, shape, or form. Like, I'm a grown man. Like, I'm not going to be, like, you know, and people will get bothered by it. And I'm just, like, you are getting bothered over an X. Like, an X. <laughs> I know it's just I oh my god it's you know I never understood like that part where people get so like oh my god stop using like Latinx or Latine and I'm just like you know sometimes I have talked with people that they don't even identify as you know with like Tina or Latino they like to use like Latine or Latinx and I'm just like I'm not gonna be here like no pero es que sos Latino like I'm not gonna put it on yeah. them you know what I mean like I am gonna respect it you know so at the same time it's like well, if you don't wanna use it don't use it but I'm not gonna mm -hmm. be here and like poniéndotelo en la frente like no you know what I mean I don't know that's just yeah. my thing but I never I never understood why people got so like mad until like I started seeing a bunch of videos on TikTok I'm like did people get mad for a letter then, like and like the thing is like hablan sin saber nada like they're like oh this is this word was invented by gringos I'm like no it wasn't like you like like this word was literally invented by like it was used like in like the 90s by like Puerto Rican and Brazilian activists in their countries and I'm like you're just looking for any excuse to hate the word like I'm sorry at this point and it's like la cosa es que, like I defend like kids that don't speak mm -hmm. Spanish all the time pero cuando al, alguien que no habla en español me está diciendo like oh, I don't use that word because it doesn't work in Spanish and I'm like como vas a saber vos like how would you know <laughs> <laughs> like how would you like how would you know like you're saying like come on now um i know but i think the biggest like well not the biggest thing but like another thing that surprised me that's like my favorite and like the last thing 
um, is like how many people have thanked me for being like a Central American creator online because there's so many people like the thing is like growing up like it doesn't matter if it's like MTV Tres, you know, um, BuzzFeed Latino, Pero Like, um, Me Too, like most of the stuff, I don't relate to it because it's very like, you know, Mexican centered and that's just the truth mm -hmm. or like Puerto Rican or like, um, but people have like DM me like, oh, like, thank you for like making content that I actually relate to, you know, like, um, especially like even not even only Central Americans, like I'll get DMs. And like messages from like Brazilians, Haitians, mm -hmm. Belizeños, and they're like, "Oh, thank you for not forgetting about us." And that's so sad to hear because it's just like these people are reaching out to people who don't forget them, which just tells you like how much they feel like they're just not like Forgotten. included mm -hmm. in like these conversations. Because I make it like I make it my like because the thing is like this is like what I study, so like of course like I'm gonna include mm -hmm. all the countries that I learned about. So like I always make it a deal to include everyone like. Like, for example, like, we had, like, a festival at, like, my school where it was, like, la like Latin American festival. And I made sure that they included Haiti. They never included Haiti. And they never included Belize. And I was like, you know mm -hmm. what? Like, throw the throw the French Caribbean islands in there, too. Like, put Guadalupe, put Martinique. <laughs> like, for, oh, for, like, I'm like, like, just, like, throw them in there, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, like, it's always nice to hear, like, how, like, people go to my account when they want, like, specifically, like, Central American content. Hey, I know we don't like ads, but before we continue with the episode, I wanted to tell you that if you like our content, it would mean a lot if you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Also, don't forget to follow us on the rest of our social media platform. And now let's continue with the episode. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, it's honestly, it's true. Like people say, like, sometimes we don't see a lot of us in social media or creating content. So it's nice to kind of like, when I see someone talking about Honduras, when I see someone talking about Panama, Belize, when I see someone talking about Belize, I'm like, <gasps> like, it's just like, it's just a country that no one talks about. And I'm like, oh my God, like, thank God. I can like instant follow because I can learn mm -hmm. more, right? And then it's like mm -hmm. other countries as well. And it's like, wow, like sometimes we just, you know, and we just tend to focus on other countries. And then we're like, we don't understand how these people feel unseen you know and not only unseen they feel like no they cannot relate with a lot of content that you know might be in like you know sort of so main media right um but mm -hmm. i wanted to kind of touch a little bit what you share about your about your uh people that make it a joke like a job honestly about questioning um you know your identity um because i have never fight in a comment section like i fought one time <laughs> in tiktok and can you not it was because and they even told me google is free central american doesn't exist and i legit commented how are you gonna tell me the place where i was born i was born doesn't exist like it was a joke i have never yeah and people are like in in here on the podcast might know that I have received like plenty of comments in my social media and I'm staying out of trouble. But you start questioning Central America, I'm gonna roll my sleeves and I'm gonna go for a fight. Yeah. Because hell no. <laughs> no, yeah. Especially with like that's why like when I saw people talking about Central America as kind of like an extension of Mexico, that's when I was like, okay, that's when I need to like, you know, like come in and make like yeah. some content about Central America because I was like You know, like, it's so much more than that. Because um, um, a lot of people, they're like, oh, it's not real. Like, it's just part of, like, um, 
Like, it's just a concept. And I'm like, you realize Latin America is a concept, right? Like, it's not a real continent. So I'm like, you know, why can't we say that Central America is a thing? Like, be serious. Um, and especially with, like, questioning your identity, it's like, like, for example, like, um, I get a lot of comments that are like, oh, like, si tu familia es indígena, ¿por qué no dices que vos sos indígena? And I'm like, my family might be native, but, like, that's them. Like, of course, like, like, mm -hmm. of course, like, I'm proud of, like, coming from that family, but, like, I also come from a place where, like, in Honduras, nadie me va a cuestionar de nada. You know, like, they're not going to mm -hmm. question me in anything. And I've been to Honduras, like, like, I go to Honduras, like, every couple, like, you know, every couple months. And it's, like, mm -hmm. I never have to, like, worry about, like, people questioning, like, like, anything. Because the thing is, I, like, I look like what a Honduran should look like, especially, like, in the mm -hmm. capital. Like, in Tegucigalpa yeah. or, like, San Pedro, you know, places like that where it's like back in like our village nobody looks like me but they also mm -hmm. like i also don't have to worry that like someone's gonna be like oh like you're too dark you know people are not gonna say like like if anything they tell me i'm too light you know <laughs> but like and people don't mm -hmm. realize that and it's just like and people are like well you look latino and i'm like i look latino because you're used to seeing people who look like me on like telemundo Univision, yes. and i'm like but that's not what my family looks like. Like, if you look at a picture of, like, my Honduran family, you could point to me and be like, that's the chile, you know? Like, um, but, like, like stuff yeah. like that. And it's just, like, don't try and tell me, like, how I should identify when it's, like, I'm, like, acknowledging my privileges. When it's, like, and mm -hmm. the thing is, like, I don't ignore that that's where I come from because, like, that's the majority of my culture. Like, claro que soy salvadoreño también, pero la cosa es que, of course, also, borders are not real. So there's, mm -hmm. the like... La gente se enoja cuando yo le digo, like, cuando yo le digo a la gente, like, there's no difference between El Salvador and Honduras. It's just racism. Like, yeah. it's, like, 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 be for real. Like, it's the same, basically the same people. Because, um, like, in my village, like, it's, like, a 10-minute walk from the Salvadoran border. Like, they make, they're, like, haciendo las pupusas in our village. Like, you know, <laughs> people cross the border all the time. And then people are, like, oh, like, why don't you ever talk about, like, your Salvadoran side? And I'm, like, because it's the same thing. And I'm like, it's, the, like <laughs> it's like, it's the same thing. Um, because like the thing people don't realize is like, mi familia habla con caliche. Like, you know what caliche is, mm -hmm. right? Yes, of course. Yeah. Yes. My, like my family talks with caliche, which is not seen as like a Honduran thing. And like, the thing is mm -hmm. like, my family even gets like looked at because like a lot of people say like, oh, los negros y los, los like los indios, they'll say, the Honduras, mm -hmm. they talk like vulgar. Like, they talk, like, vulgar, like, mm -hmm. or, like, malas palabras and stuff like that. And I've seen it on TikTok all the time, too. That, to me, sounds like home. Like, when I hear these people, like, saying, like, oh, como mierda, cerote, like, stuff like that, yes. I'm like, that's what I, like, like, that's what makes me feel comfortable, you know? And I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. like, si la gente quiere hablar así, como que son ricos del capital, capitalino, like, okay, okay, you know? <laughs> you do you, girl, you do you. And it's just like, <laughs> I just... I, I know what, like, I know what I am, and I don't need to, like, argue with anyone mm -hmm. over it, and it's just, like, and I've learned exactly. that, because I definitely used, I definitely used to argue, and I, but then I was just, like, you know what, it's, there's no point, I'm never gonna meet these people in real life, so. <laughs> True, and, you know, I can identify a lot, because I was born in La Capital, right, so, like, yo soy, like, you know, lo que le dicen La Capitalina, y a veces en Honduras, they're always, like, you know, caminan ahí, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. I, exactly, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, I was born in the capital, but my family, but I'm more close to my mom's side of my family. And la familia de mi mami creció en un pueblo que se llama Reitoca. So it's in the sur de Honduras, you know, like cerca de Choluteca. Mm. 
I love, mm -hmm. like, for me, like, I feel like I consider myself Reitoqueña before I consider myself, the, like, no, Capitalina. Yeah, course, uh. Just because, like, for me, it was like, well, like, Teusigalpa was where, like, yeah, I was born and I went to school, but then, like, any time I had was, like, Reitoca, you know what I mean? Yeah. Reitoca, mm -hmm. right? So then when you were talking about, like, why, do you, why don't you say, like, you know, when people say, like, oh, if, if your family is indigenous, why you don't consider yourself indigenous? And in my case, I feel like the the whole, el, todo el pueblo de mi mami is indigenous, is Lenca, right? And my, my family. But then I'm just like, yeah, well, like, too. I'm not gonna, it's like, at first I was like, first, like, my dad has nothing of like native you know like nothing he's like el pan blanco de la familia right so then like you look at me you know like you look yeah. at me and like you said like yo soy la, la blanca right like yo soy el pan con mantequilla i am the like the uh -huh. lightest skin on my family if you see my brother it's like he's darker than, uh -huh. than me and it's like well and again i never got questioned uh -huh. that in honduras because it was like well you know like El mestizaje, mestiza, like it's something that is so normal in Honduras that I never got questioned. Like, of course, I kind of like acknowledge the side, the, my mom's side of being Native and I respect it. And there's certain parts of my life that I associate with like my Native side, you know, like la comida, lo que es rigüe, lo que es las tradiciones and all that stuff. But then I, but then I have to accept and acknowledge the privilege that I grew up and was born in La Capital. And that's a whole thing, right? Um, so then exactly. I come here in the United States and I say, Vos no te Hondureña, es que estás muy blanca. I'm like, shut up. Like, how you going to question <laughs> yeah. me? Like, how I look? And, you know, I, I acknowledge that I have the privilege. I acknowledge that to me, it's like, well, you see, and like you said, in television, because that's people look like me. And I never didn't see that, right? Because of that, my, my color skin, but then at the same time, like, don't come and question me that I don't look Honduran. Don't come and question me and put me like, te ves de, I don't know, se donde. Like, they try to, I don't know, bring me all the South American countries. And I'm like, as much as I love my Latin American, you know, countries, I am not from there. So, like, why yeah. you start questioning? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, um, my uh, family, like, uh, do you know where El Cubulero is? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know where that. It's like es un pueblo, es un pueblito pequeñito, like in the south, like in the south, like like hasta oh, la costa, like la costa. De qué parte apartamento? Oh my, okay, 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 okay. It's okay, like so it's like queda una hora sur de Nacaome. It's like near Nacaome, oh, okay. but like more okay. more south than that. So like my okay. family is like the southest you can get. It is so hot there, by the way. Like it is, I'm always dying. <laughs> that's Reitoka. That's Reitoka. It's so hot. <laughs> but but yeah, like a lot of people, they're like, you know, like they're like, oh, you have to claim it, and it's like, I did. I just didn't grow up there, you know. Like my grandma, mm -hmm. like my grandma always tells me stories about like how when she was like a kid, like they grew up in like houses made out of like clay and like rocks and like. You know, like, anytime I go back to Honduras, they grow up in, like, a nice house, you know? Like, no tiene aire, pero, like, you know, <laughs> that one room has AC. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just like that. And then, like, um, like also people ask me, like, oh, like, why don't you ever go back to El Salvador? My entire Salvadoran family is here. Like, tengo una tía allá mm -hmm. que creo que está viviendo allá, pero she's, she's, like, super Catholic. So I don't know if I'm allowed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> But, but so that's why like I, I I mean I used to like like I said like I lived there for a couple months when I was younger um with my mom but then like she noticed that like I would probably be better like going to school here so that's when we came back mm -hmm. 
So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to talk a little bit about you know you have a viral audio that I love every single video and I see that okay I don't get tired of the audio because it's so one hilarious and funny but then I went before like I think before I went viral I went in the comments can you know those comments that comment section is yeah. it's a joke it's a joke. So I want to talk a little bit about your, you know, kind of video audio. Um, and then for some people that might not know, it's, it's a very like funny and also valid audio. Um, and also about the comment section, how people confuse it. Oh my God. And this isn't even just a thing in, on TikTok. Like this is a thing like all over like anyone like i have so many notes about this because i'm so tired of people confundiendo vosotros with voseo and it's just like <laughs> it's so tiring trying to explain it to people because like like um cuando estábamos hablando de like changing your accent depending on who you're talking uh -huh. to yes i mm -hmm. cannot i cannot use voseo around like mexicans and caribbeans because they will literally like not understand anything i'm saying like if I yep. say like "vosso amado," that sounds like another language to them. Like that does not sound like <laughs> Spanish. Like that does mm. not sound like Spanish to them. Um, so I get like I'm not gonna lie, I get triggered when I see some people that like they're like, "Oh, that's how Spaniards talk," and I'm like, I'm like, if you if I talked "vosel" to a Spaniard, they would understand like ten percent of what I'm saying, especially yeah. with like our accents, and it's just like. People don't realize that, mm -hmm. like, voceo is used, like, in Argentina, Uruguay, El Salvador, Guatemala, you know, mm -hmm. parts of Colombia, Venezuela, you know? It's, like, used in all these countries. But they're not they're not the ones that you're seeing on Telemundo, so that's why you're not mm -hmm. hearing, like, you know, voz. Like, mm -hmm. um, for example, like, uh ves el programa que se llama Elite? Like, Elite? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, in the new season, there's, like, a girl who's Argentinian. And, like, that accent doesn't sound so similar to mine, but just hearing her use Vosil is so, like, mm -hmm. I'm, like, finally, we see, I see this on TV, you know? <laughs> like, finally, I see, I see it mm -hmm. on TV. Um, but, yeah, like, a lot of people, like, people are probably going to watch this and be like, what the fuck is Vosil? <laughs> you know, like, um, but it's, like, basically, like, you know, like, if I'm talking to you, like, we're around the same age, so I'm, I'm going to say, like, Vosos to you, you know? But if I'm talking to my grandma, mm -hmm. I'll be like, usted, you know? But the thing mm -hmm. is, like, a lot of people are like, well, do like, los hondureños no usan tuteo. And I'm like, we do. It's just so kind of like, so kind of like blurred lines. Because like, for example, my my dad would never call my, my like, his brother tu. Because that's seen as like, mm -hmm. gay. <laughs> like, I don't know if that makes, it makes sense to me. I know it yeah. makes sense to you too. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if it'll make sense to other people. But like my dad would never call another man too. He would only call him boss. But like um, mm -hmm. my dad might call like my stepmother too, you know, stuff like that. Well, he's probably going to say boss, but like, si yo estoy hablando con una tía mayor que tiene como digamos 30 años, que no se quiere sentir señora, you know, I would call her like tú. I wouldn't say like usted. Like, for example, my mom does not let me call her usted. And people get so surprised by that. Because people are like, you call your mom boss? And I'm like, if I call my mom usted, she would like like smack me for making her feel like an old lady, you know? Um, and yeah. that's just the way it works in Honduras. Like, it depends. Whereas, like, in other countries like Uruguay, Paraguay, Argentina, like, they say voz to everyone. I found out voz, they say voz to their grandmas, and I had a heart attack. Because I... <laughs> 
Because <laughs> if I if I call my grandma boss, <laughs> oh my god, I would not live to tell the story. Because, no, uh huh. Because there was one time, like, um, I texted my aunt, right? And I'm so used to texting, like, like like my cousins in Spanish like I barely talk to my mm -hmm. aunt like text I like call her mm -hmm. and I said like estás en la casa like estás mm -hmm. and she came outside and she was like y vos a quien puta le estás hablando con el boceo and I was like what are you talking about and I was like what are you talking about she was like mira el mensaje and I was like oh my bad I was like my bad and she, and she went to go tell all my aunts about it and they were all making fun of me and I was like I'm sorry like it was an accident I'm just used to talking to younger people um <laughs> But even, like, especially on TikTok, like, most of my mm -hmm. content is in English because the majority of my audience, I mean, I would say most of my audience understands English. But, of mm -hmm. course, there's, like, some of my audience who, like, they speak Spanish or even, like, Portuguese. But, like, I'm talking about mm -hmm. Spanish right now. And I'll say something like, callate instead of callate. Mm -hmm. And they'll be mm -hmm. like, why'd you say it like that? Or, like, decime en vez de dime, you know? Mm -hmm. And they're like, why are you saying it like that? I'm like... Because that's the way I say it. I'm like, don't, like, leave me alone, you know? <laughs> um, like, for example, there was one TikTok where I said, like, ponete las pilas. And people were like, mm -hmm. they, they were calling me a nostalgia kid. And I was like, whoa. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, what are you wow. talking about? And then people need to understand that, like, we say stuff like veni instead of ven, habla instead of mm -hmm. habla, you know, corre, mm -hmm. pegame, stuff like that. Instead of like, mm -hmm. pegame. like to me, saying pegame doesn't sound right. Like, it just doesn't come out of my mouth. It doesn't sound right. Yeah. Yeah. But basically, like that. Voseo is like, I'm very passionate about Voseo because it's the way we talk, you know? And so I'm always yes. making, like, I'm gonna make, I'm making a new series on TikTok where I'm just gonna get like either my like Mexican friend or like Dominican friend to just like show like comparisons between the way we talk because like I feel like people need to know, like, you know, I'm yes. tired of people not knowing. <laughs> I love Voseo so much. I mean, I grew up, you know, talking with Voseo. Yo también le digo a mi mami vos. Hey, vos vení. I was like, you know, people, you know, okay, the first kind of like month when I introduced my boyfriend to my mom, my boyfriend had this face of like, le, ¿cómo le decís a tu mami vos? <laughs> <laughs> he has this face of American? like, uh, yeah, he's, um, his dad is from Mexico and su, ma and su, papa, su mama is de San Salvador, pero he's more like related to the Mexican uh, side. Yes, yeah. But still, he was uh, like in shock, in shock. And I was just like, <laughs> you know, like, and also con mis tíos. And I feel like because I grew up kind of more on the side of my mom, I, all of them, por ejemplo, digamos, yo le digo a mi tía, you know, yo no les digo a mis tíos, like, Tia Tere, so you know, como, hey, Tere, vení. You know, like, I, and um, it probably sounds bad to someone, but it's just because I grew up so close to them that it's como, like, como que le estoy diciendo un amigo, right? Like, you know, yeah. hey, vos vení, you know, hey. Pero sí, I, like, to my uncles and aunt that I don't have any, like, super far, it's like, oh, tía, you know, oh, tío, blah, 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 you know, but it's like, el voceo. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of like interesting to say like you know when when i saw your comment section i was like oh my god please tell me this is not so <laughs> like he needs to come and explain here <laughs> no, the shock people get like it's so funny like the thing i was mentioning earlier like how like mm -hmm. vulgar like we talk sometimes people get so surprised because they're like why are you cursing so much and i'm like that's just spanish like like the mm -hmm. the shock people get when like they hear like me call my cousin cerote or like my aunts calling each other cerote or mm -hmm. like you know stuff like that and they're like 
isn't that a slur? And I'm like, no, like not to, not between <laughs> us, not between us, you know. I'm like, not between us. It's just, it's just, you know, it's like saying like, you know, my head, us, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. I, yeah, and you know something. Um, so I work around a lot of you know Mexicans, and one of the things that I will not say is a tú. I will not say tú for me. Like cuando yo era pequeña, a mí me decían me estás tuteando y me iban a pegar. So that uh-huh. is a no no thing from myself, right? I cannot you know puedo tutear. So yo siempre le digo a mis manes, hey boss, like you know boss, like that's the most like Central American thing. Because if I say like pasame la chumpa, they're gonna be looking at me like I'm crazy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. But one time, one of my coworkers said that he was working in another job with um watermelons, and he told me, verdad que a los guatemaltecos le dicen cerote. And I looked at him and I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, who told you that? And then he was like, oh, like coworker was saying that. I was like, you cannot call a watermelon like that please you cannot and then he's like but they were calling each other like that and i was like they were calling each other like that do not go and say that (laughs) yeah from you to someone else it's like it's like you said like we can call each other that but if i someone come and call call me like that i'm gonna look like yeah i'm gonna look at them like they're crazy like because the thing is like And people will say stuff like, oh, like, if, like, for example, like, it tends to happen a lot with, like, Mexicans. They'll be told, like, oh, if you're mm-hmm. not, if you're Mexican, you can't say that. It's not that they can't say that because it means mm-hmm. something else to them. But just don't say mm-hmm. it to a Central American because then it's just like, whoa, te calmas, te calmas, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know? But, yeah. 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 And, you know, I, I don't know if you get a lot of, you know, but I, I sometimes I get this comment from my coworkers um, that they're like, es que, es que ustedes hablan raro. And I'm like, it's not that we talk different. It's just like raro lo que ustedes le quieran decir. It's just that the way we talk is that we don't use it too. We use a voice and this, that's how we relate. But of course, like, for example, like, I'm not going to call my, even if it's my bestie in that work, I'm, able, my, I'm not going to call that because she's going to flip and she's going to be like, what the heck are you calling? Like, are you calling me stupid or something like that? And they have come uh-huh. to so many times where like, you know, like the, the word chumpa because I am so used to saying it and like, I have to say like, pasame la chaqueta. It's like, oh Lord, you know, chaqueta, like, it's yeah. not me, you know, it's not <laughs> me. But then my boyfriend, because he, you know, he's like, um, his dad is Mexican. He told me something about what chaqueta means in another parts of, of Mexico. And I was like, so como le digo entonces, porque no me va a escuchar, no me va a entender como yo le digo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and then so the like, thing is like, yeah, you go ahead, sorry. No, sorry. I taught my roommates how to like. I taught. I taught them what I was like, cause I, I was like, if you're living with me, I'm not gonna change how I talk. And I'm like, cause I used to change the way I talk depending on like how I would say it. But I'm like, you need to understand mm-hmm. if you hear a huh come out of my mouth, that's mm-hmm. an S. I'm like, <laughs> you need to understand like that's an S. And I'm like, I taught them what like bahmado man. I taught them what like. Um, I've, it's so funny because they refuse to say cerote. It's so funny. Like, I'm like, just say, I won't tell anyone, you know? And because they're Mexican, they're like, no, no. And then, um, I'm trying to think of what other word, like, oh, that whole, like, um, what do you call marshmallows? Oh, besitos. Besitos, 100%. Okay, besitos, right? Besitos, right? Exactly. So, like, the whole besitos thing and, like, a bonbon to me, that's a lollipop. Like, uh-huh. I've never, I've never heard it called, and like, it's just so funny the differences. But like, it's funny discussing the differences in a way that's not like judgy. You know what I'm saying? Like in a funny mm-hmm. way that like you can say like, oh, that's funny because like, for example, like the word bicho, like you can't say that in some places. 
uh, yeah. you know, um, because it means like it, it means something <laughs> else. And it's just like when when it's like in a way where you're just like comparing and contrasting, like that's fun. But mm-hmm. in a way where like, oh, that sounds so weird. Or like, why do you guys say mm-hmm. it like that? Like, like people were in my comments saying besitos means kiss. I'm like, no soy no soy dundo. Like I know, like <laughs> I know, mm-hmm. like come on now. But yeah, yeah. You know, something that I have told my boyfriend because um, he didn't know nothing of Central American slang, by the way. Nothing. <laughs> nothing said on nada. You know, he has only been to El Salvador, I think, once. And I have always, you know, so since we have been together for five years. So, like, ahorita ya sabe un poquito más, you know, like, so, like, you know, kind of like understanding a little bit more and all that. So, sometimes I told him, and then he, I have told him, como decir, por ejemplo, like, yo no le voy a decir cinto, le voy a decir faja, like, you know, things like that, right? And then I have told him, as long as you understand what the heck I'm saying, I'm good. You can say whatever you want. You can come and be like, pero es que así mm-hmm. no se dice, or like, that's not how I learned to say it. That is on you. But if you understand me, that yeah. what I'm calling is like, pasame la faja, pasame la chumpa. If you understand what I'm saying, Wait. I don't care the other way you say it back. But as long as you understand what I'm asking for. <laughs> they don't say faja? No, they call it cinto. Like they say that la faja es para, 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 sí, para guardarse las lonjas. Le llaman cinto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's like, uh, no, that. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I don't, I don't, Wait, I, what, I can't say cinto. You, mm-hmm. Oh, that's like, um. What's it called? When I called it a cinturón, the one that like uh, oh, el cinturón. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my like friend was like, "What are you right? talking about?" I'm like, "I'm like, yeah," and I'm like, "I'm like what?" <laughs> and I get told that even like, and sometimes it's like by like my friends who like kind of like a lot of people who learn Spanish in school. The Spanish they learn, of course, is not like español hondureño. Mm-hmm. But like when you say like mm-hmm. like I got corrected by my roommate once, which I thought was the funniest thing because I was like. I'm going to pass the vacuum. And she was mm-hmm. like, you're going to what? And I was like, I'm going to pass the vacuum. Like, I'm going to pass the vacuum. She was like, it's just, you're just going to vacuum. And I was like, that's what I said. And she was like, you're not going to pass the vacuum. It's just, you vacuum. And I was like, bro. Yeah. I was like, shut up. I was like, shut up. <laughs> I was like, come on now. Yeah. And you know, something about Oseo that is even different in every region, right? Like you said, like in Salvador, it's a bit different than the Nicaragua. But for example, las veces que yo fui a Nicaragua, there's some words that I'm still like, okay, I didn't know what it means. You know, I'm just going to act like I know, but I'm just going to continue with my life, <laughs> you know? Um, and then even with my Nicaraguan, but even like in Honduras, like for example, if we kind of like compare a little bit of like the North part, like for example, yo le llamo charamusca, a ella le llaman topoillo, y para mi topoillo es un ratón. You know, it's just like it's a whole dilemma, right? <laughs> like they yeah, when I heard they don't say charamusta, I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, or like le llaman, you know, nosotros le llamamos mínimo, allá le llaman guineo, and it's a whole like, of course, influence from other, like you know, um, you know, from the Afro Central Americans, you know, like I know that guineo means something. Mm. For, it comes from like Africa. I don't remember the word or something like that. But then, then we call it minimo, and I always tell my, my boyfriend was like, "Why you guys call it minimo?" And I'm like, "You need to understand the history of the of first of all of bananas <laughs> in Central America because minimo means that it didn't reach the size to be able to yeah. be exported to another country. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just we're just left with the exactly. whatever it didn't no, mean. And- Exactly. No, when people, when I'm like, when people are like, why do you call it minimo? I'm like, 
I want you to Google what banana republics are, and then you might stop judging. I was like, then you might stop judging. <laughs> yes, yes, because it's like you know. Last time I told my mom, I'm like, oh, like I don't know, like it was, I don't know. I had like you know, of course I had a, like a banana, so like a minimal. And then my mom was like, que me caga, mi mami, me caga que le estén diciendo plátano. Esa cosa es un mínimo. <laughs> I was like, because here some people call it plátano, and I'm like. This is not plátano. Plátano is something else. Y es para hacer tajaditas. This is not plátano. This is a you know minimal banana, whatever you want to call it. But it's it's a whole difference for me for a minimal. But you know, like it yeah. just happens. You know, it, even in the same country, it, we tend to have different you know words displaying like that. And I I tend to say like we, we just need to be understanding, understandable, and also be respectful. But there's some people that take it to the core, like. Oh my god! They take like it it's so whole drama. Like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Como que el mundo se le va a acabar. Como oh my god, they're not saying it the same way I do. And it's like there are so many, like 197 <laughs> yeah. countries around the world. Everybody talks different. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So before we close, I just wanted to ask mm. a little bit. Um, about you know what would you say someone who might be considering kind of like starting a platform or like creating content in social media what would be something that even you would tell them or like what would you tell Anthony of like meses or years ago since you started you know creating what would be like a un consejo que les darías I think to be like fully transparent you have to have tough skin mm -hmm. like that's just like especially if like you want to do it like Because with me, like, I know some people, they, they do, like, um, they become, like, content creators because this is what they want to do for a living. Mm -hmm. I do it because it's fun. Like, you know, it's like a pastime. Like, I, like, I'm in, like, school studying for, like, to be, like, you know, like, I don't know what I want to do, but, like, I want to market myself using my social media. I'm like, hey, I know what I'm doing because look at this. Because I've been doing mm -hmm. social media since 2015. Like, I used to be on, like, Instagram when I was 14. So it's like, I have developed such a thick skin from, like, years. So it's not easy because you'll be judged for literally everything you do. I'm not going to say that they're, like, I've talked about the pros, of course, but, like, I want to start off with the cons so we end on a good note, you know? Mm -hmm. Um But, like, you'll definitely be judged for everything because, like, I've I've had comments where they're, like, oh, like, your hair looks different today. You know, like, why, why like, are you, like, scratching your nose? Like, oh, is that a booger? And it's just, like, they, people will notice any little, like, cada cosita. And I'm just, like, wow. Like, you know, I'm, like, calm down, you know? Like, for example, like, I used to get comments all the time that it would be, like, How, you wore that shirt last week. And I'm like, yeah, because I have a washer and dryer at home. I'm like, I have a washer and dryer at home. So of course I'm gonna rewear the same shirts, you know? And la gente no entiende que algunos de nosotros somos pobres. Like, like, you know, like they don't get that. Like they don't understand that. Like some of us just don't want to buy more clothes because like I rewear the clothes that I have. Um, of course, yeah. But like I said, definitely a pro is like, it's definitely use it to market yourself. Like, especially if you want a platform because... I noticed that you cannot just rely on one platform. Like if you want to market yourself to like social media, you have to be able to do it on multiple different platforms. That's why like I started, like I hated the idea of Twitter, but then I used Twitter for like a year and I'm already on like what, 30,000 followers, just literally just being myself, you know? So it's like use other platforms and like um, I use Instagram too, but I'm mostly on like Twitter now. And then also like don't, silence yourself for the appeal of 
the majority audience. Like that's the best, mm-hmm. most important thing that I can say because there's some TikTokers who like make like this kind of content that appeal to people. But when I talk to them, I know that that's not the kind of content that they wish they made. They, that's just what's making them like the most money or getting them the most views. But I also mm-hmm. do think that you can make money like being yourself and like, because mm-hmm. I'm not going to say, no, 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 you know, like I've definitely made money on TikTok, but like, don't, don't change what you want or like, don't change like what you want to do based on like, oh, what's going to get you the most views? Because like then people can tell, you know, like if I, for all of a sudden, like change my platform to like only informational videos, people would be like, like, you know, what happened to you? You know, mm-hmm. or if I like just change my content to just like funny videos, people would be like, I thought you were here to like educate us, you know? And it's just like, mm-hmm. people can tell like authenticity even through it's a screen. Um, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's honestly a good note that, you know, of course, don't try to you know, just appeal to the main audience, be yourself and create the content that you wish you, you know, so that you wish you would have or as you wish to watch, you know, be the person to kind of take the step and create that content. And eventually, you know, like I said, you know, it will make you money. It will take you somewhere else. Someone will see you and it goes from there. I feel the social media is como un arma de doble filo, but definitely um, in cases it, it does help you a lot, a lot. You know, to, like you said, to market yourself and uh, to reach those, you know, individuals that might not be, you know, kind of like, especially on TikTok, you know, like that puts like the video with so many people. Um, it's like, you know, you get to reach those audience that maybe wasn't as easy to get reached before. So definitely. Mm-hmm. And there's also a yeah. lot of stuff that like people, people can realize, because I know a lot of people have like, people have even DM me like, oh, like, how can I help like out like my community? It always, it just, I mean, no sé cómo decirlo. Like, um, it doesn't only have to be through social media. You know, there's a lot of ways, mm-hmm. like, like in person, that you can help a lot. Like, for example, like um, I chose to like, like for example, right now I'm the co-president of mm-hmm. uh, an organization at my college called like Cafe. You know, Central Americans for Empowerment. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that organization, you know, we help out the community. We help out like every all Latinos, but like especially Central Americans. Um, so there's like a lot of ways and like, just like look up like what you can do around, like even in like my like college town, you know, there's Sin Barreras, there's like Creciendo Juntos, there's like all these like grassroots organizations that like you can help out mm-hmm. like the community. Like obviously, like if you want to help up higher up, you can do that. But like, you know, you can always start in your own community. It doesn't always have to be like on social media because I think social media is important to reach other audiences like that are not near you. But mm-hmm. it's also important to, you know, kind of like uplift like your own community before like you know trying to like help out people Mm -hmm. i mean you can always help out people but you know what i mean (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) no but you know i want to say thank you anthony for you know coming here thank you for talking having you know and share your knowledge and you know it was amazing talking with you but i want to give you a space to share a little bit of your social media where people can find you as always Everybody knows, everybody will be linked down below, your, you know, your TikTok, your Instagram, your Twitter, and anything you would like to share. It will be linked down below. That way you guys can go and, you know, follow Anthony and, yeah. 
um, I want to say thank you for having me. This was so fun. Um, but before I share some uh, of my social media, mm-hmm. do you think I could have a second to like promote other Central American TikTokers? Yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I feel like it's important. <laughs> I feel like it's important for like other people. Um, so like I have like I make it a, a point to like kind of like become mutuals with other Central American TikTokers. Mm-hmm. So there's like people like you know like Yacy who's from like New York City. She's got Ifuna. J-E-Y-B-E-N-Z. That's J-C. She makes Honduran content. She's Hondureña. There's Tali, which is T-A-L-L-Y dot D-I-L-B-E-R-T. She's from San Antonio. These are all over the United States. So, like, you know, follow as a... Um, <laughs> she makes, like, Caribbean content. She's from La Isla Bahias. Um, there's Cielito, who holds a special place in my heart because she has gone through a lot because she's a Korean Salvadoreña. Um, so it's yes. like Cielito with like two T's and a one at the end. She's from Austin. Uh, Cut Creaser. I feel like a lot of people know her. She makes makeup videos. Her name's uh, Vanessa. There's Drea. Andrea has a special place in my heart because she discusses Mexican hegemony a lot and she's gotten a lot of like backlash towards it. So mm-hmm. she's like D R E two A's and then the B. And then Anika, of course, everyone knows Anika. She's Bananania. <laughs> Um, and then, um, the mighty Z with a zero at the end, she's Belisena and she makes content about black female and black girl, um, comic book representation and stuff like that. And I feel like Mm -hmm. everyone should be following Afro Colectiva, you know, with an X at the Mm -hmm. end. That account is very important because a lot of people will come to me to uh, to talk about like Afro Latinos, but I can only do so much because I don't live that experience. So I feel like Mm -hmm. an account like Afro Colectiva is very important. Um, but yeah, my social medias are Instagram is like I Tony Vara, um, TikTok is Vara Tony, and this mm-hmm. is all phonetic, so it's spelled how it sounds. And <laughs> my Twitter, my Twitter is Catrusi. <laughs> it means Catracho, you know, <laughs> yeah, put together. <laughs> so uh-huh. it's Catrusi. So that's my Twitter. But yeah, okay. thank you again for having me. No, of course. Thank you. And for everyone, all the, you know, TikTokers and like content creator people that you know, just share, I'm going to tag them. And of course yours, and I'm going to put them in for everyone to reach out. And just, so, you know, before this episode, Andrea's episode is coming out. <laughs> so it's before your uh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I interviewed uh, her like I think last week. Yeah. So before this episode, Andrea's going to be here and then do. And then I'm already planning an episode with Dali. So we're mm. we're hoping to bring all the TikTokers to talk a little bit about that. Um, because I love TikTok. It's like my way to kind of relax and like seeing you guys there is like, it's como un, it's como un amor. Like it's just like my happy place yeah. over there. So, you know, I just want to say to everyone, thank you. Thank you again, Anthony thank you continue doing what you're doing if someone not that each other that like um, we're proud of you anything uh, honestly means a lot if someone didn't tell you before it means a lot to the community thank you for creating the content and thank you again <laughs> but yeah anything else that you want to share <laughs> um no i think that's it but thank you again for having me thank you for those words they do mean a lot especially hearing oh. that um in person and not just like through comments you know <laughs> but or like in person, you know what I mean. But yes, yeah, I know. We mean. <laughs> but yeah, but thank you so yeah. much. Of course.
Before I say hasta luego or onto our next episode, if you like our content and would like to support my work, you can join our Patreon or donate through our website. Also, don't forget that year-round we're accepting donations for our Voices Scholarship. All the information is always in the description box. And also, don't forget to come back for our next episode. 